welcome back to another Seance Sunday podcast, where we talked about all things creepy and scary and spooky and horrifying and terrifying and awesome. Uh, we have uh, Philosopher's Phantom, also known as Kyle Norris. We have The Voice from the Void, Brady Bettis, and me, the Ghost of 94, and your beloved YouTube narrator, host, whatever you want to call me, uh, here. And it's great to have you guys tune in, for all those who are tuning in again, and, you know, we got some fun stuff to talk about today, especially the uh, new movie that came out on Hulu. I'm going to be talking about, what is it, No One Will Survive? Or No One Will Save You, I'm sorry. No One Will Save You. No and One no Will one Save you. you. There we go. And just giving our general thoughts on it, and, you know... Definitely fun. spoilers. Yeah. Yeah, spoilers yeah, ahead. Spoilers, sure. are, spoilers ahead. All right, so I guess to start it off, what did you guys think of the movie? Did you guys like it, hate it, thought it was stupid, fun, exciting, scary? What? Um, I really wish it would have came out in theaters, to be honest with you. would have been way more impactful if I would have saw that in a theater. Oh, yeah, dude. Like, on a bigger screen with a bigger audience? Like... Yeah. It would have been a it's whole different experience. It would have changed the vibe of the entire movie. I think it definitely deserved it. Like the production qualities of like streaming service movies are just freaking really incredible these days. <laughs> the production value that goes into like all these like original streaming platform releases. I mean, they are really good. Why don't they go into theater? I mean, I know that's the streaming platform. They're trying to like get it exclusive, but why not? I don't know. It's just cheaper to, cheaper to go straight to Hulu. You're going to make just as much money without, you know, spend as much cost sending it over to the theaters. Probably so. That and like marketing and everything. It's easier to just market on your platform, I guess, and on, you know, social yeah. medias and on the internet to get the word around about it. You don't have it. to spend money on advertising either, which is, I mean, it's huge. Yeah. Especially when it comes to the streaming platform. So, mm hmm. Hmm. But anyways, uh, yeah, the Brady. I has thought it was point. good. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really get a chance to watch it all the way through. I had to keep taking breaks because I was, mm. you know, just a lot going on, and so it was a pain. And it just felt like I was ready for it to be over. But it was really good. I just, yeah, thought it you didn't have the experience bit. of actually sitting down and watching the whole thing through, which, understandably, with you know a little kid, a three year old is challenging to do. <laughs> um, yeah. I mean, honest to God, you don't even have to watch it. Like, that's the best part about this movie. You really don't have to watch it all the way through because, like, it completes itself, which is very nice. A lot of these movies nowadays are just trying to be, like, I don't know, new and up and coming, and they end on such short notice, and, like, you're like, I have so many more questions. But this movie, in fact, did not. It answered every single question that it had, so that was really nice. Yeah, I think it did a it great job. like, the last 60 seconds. Maybe the last like three minutes. I was sitting here the whole time, like, what is going on? What is happening? And then in the last three minutes, I was like, oh. I was like, okay. oh, okay, I get it now. And I think it touched, like, if you were able to watch it all the way through, it had little doses of kind of like, you know, like there's a deeper meaning, like, to the story here. I mean, yeah, the overall arc of the main protagonist is, you know, comes to fruition in the end and explained and everything in the last couple minutes of the movie. But I felt like each, you know, quarter of the movie had its own kind of uh, subtext 
or subplot, if you want to call it that. I don't even know what I'm saying. But it had, you know, meanings in the movie, and they were all portrayed in different ways through different things that the protagonist interacted with and some of the elements that were used to portray the sense of anxiety and stress and all that stuff that, you know, makes a good horror movie. Um, yeah. Did you guys think yeah, of anything? This, like really, this really visited a, uh, a strange concept in movies that there was like maybe seven lines of dialogue throughout the entire movie, which is just crazy to me that it kept my attention that entire time with only that much dialogue. Like the fact that they could produce that much emotion through just nonverbal communication is crazy. Um, I will say before we get into that, I, I want to talk about Caitlin Dever, the main, uh, the main actress in the movie. I don't know if mm -hmm. you guys know who that is. I've seen her in one no. other movie. Um, it's called book smart. I actually recommend watching it. Think of, uh, Think of a new aged woke uh, super bed with two girls. Like that's literally <laughs> what the movie is, and it's incredible. It's so funny. Like oh, the whole dude. time, I'm just like, this is super bad, except with two girls instead of three dipshit dudes. <laughs> like that's what it is. And that's, I was like, man, I know this girl from somewhere, and that's what it's from. Marie actually uh, made us watch it. It's a funny movie. Uh, but I okay. will say, I give her mad, mad props for like just giving such a an emotional nonverbal communication throughout the entire movie, making us feel the entire time. I'm uh, pretty definitely. sure she only said two words and she said yeah. the same two words like three times. <laughs> yeah. And the other, the other sentence was, uh, get out of the, get out of the road, stupid or something like that. When she almost gets hit by the car. Like that's the other verbal communication. That oh, happen. I don't, I don't think I picked, I don't think I caught that one. Oh yeah. She, like, it's, I thought the road and like almost hit her. He's like, get the hell out of the way. <laughs> yeah. That was like the only other piece of dialogue. It was weird. Oh, you're talking about somebody saying, like, saying that to her. Yeah. She did. Okay. I remember the the other the very first thing said in the, the the whole movie, if I'm not mistaken, is when she gets a call on the phone and she's like, it, it's that dance scene where she's like doing this like she's like real happy, but you're not really sure why she's because it's like in the first three minutes you're like, wait, she like has all this weird social anxiety, but she's like dancing in her house, mm -hmm. and then she gets a call, picks it up, and it says something like, "Hey, fuck you," and then she like hangs up before he can finish the the sentence yeah. <laughs> yeah she just ding, ding, nonchalantly just hangs up on that dude screw you bro yeah, i wanted I to like... rewind and see exactly what the what he said but i could i just i didn't have time to i wanted to finish the movie at that point so yeah. i know i think uh, there's a lot of yeah, I mean, parts of the movie you can right. rewind and like look for you know you know little tasty bits of stuff that you know obviously goes over your head and when you're trying to watch it all the way through the first time I feel like watching it multiple times, you'll just notice more and more like hidden elements in it. And you're like, oh, okay, I see that. I see that. I see that. Well, now that we're already talking about it and there's some things that each of y'all have said, I'm already thinking, remembering the little town city that she's building. Yeah. So do we want to go ahead and just like dive into some of the analysis or do we want to give a, a summary of what happens and then dive into the analysis of it? Yeah, I guess we can give a brief summary. Which one of you guys wants to do the summary? <laughs> Maybe we just skip the summary. <laughs> <laughs> okay, yeah, let's just skip the summary. Uh, well, All I right. can give like a four or five second summary. Uh, girls alone, isolated herself in her house. Her mother has died. All of a sudden, she's trying to be sociable with the townsfolk again. She's a pariah from her town. Uh, then she gets invaded by aliens, and the aliens take over her town. That's a... <laughs> 
<laughs> biggest so, uh, fastest as summer. We, I, can... I want to know how did the mom die? I I never actually caught on to how she passed away. I I just didn't catch that part of it. I didn't see that either yeah. anywhere. How she her 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 mom passed away. I didn't see that. Yeah. No, the only it shows her mom. They're sitting, and then there's like the little orb of like the abduction light. Mm-hmm. But then she's like walking out, and then there's the the police scene, and then like almost immediately cuts to her being in the woods. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. I don't know that it. I don't know that it said how she died. I don't think yeah, it did either. I don't think, I mean, she might have just passed, but yeah, I mean, we just get the just that. Uh, I think her name's Brent. Brenny. Bryn. 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 Something. Bryn. I can't remember. Bryn. Yeah. I think it's Bryn. Is how yeah. you say it. Yeah. But yeah. she just lives in her house by herself, and the whole town is like, "Fuck you, bitch! Like <laughs> you did something bad." <laughs> uh, yeah, like a full yeah. like pariah, dude. And it's it's crazy. Yeah. It's sad because like she, you see her like really trying to make an effort, and you know, making herself look pretty, and all this other stuff to go out and try to be sociable with the town folk. But everyone just kind of turns their nose up at her and like scorns her. It's like, ugh, don't talk to me. Years later, too. I actually kind of the thing I want to go back and look at is how many years it's been since the incident happened. Well, uh, say that again. Like, like, how many years has it been since that incident happened? Also, the way she killed the her friend or whatever is very cliche. I'm like, you couldn't have came up with anything different. I know. Like, I'm surprised she didn't just shove her and push her into a rock in her room. Like, I know, right? So wow. cliche. But that was. I mean, it was. I think if you want to get into like uh, the actual how she kills her friend. It reminds me of the story from the Bible, like Bible with uh, Cain and Abel, how Cain yeah. kills his brother with the stone. It's kind of like that, yeah, and then he's outcast. That goes back into like the lot of the, uh, the metaphors and stuff like that in there, like mm-hmm. symbolism. What is the symbolism? Yeah. <laughs> What's the I symbology I there? I didn't make that attachment yeah. actually, but I think that's like a direct like line. Like, that's like a direct link from the Bible to that story. To that, I didn't really catch on to that. Yeah. Well, it would make sense too that that it it it's so. I think it's a very, it's not a very well veiled metaphor of what this movie's about. Like, but once you get into those last three minutes and it's like just like displaying all this, it almost all falls into piece, uh, falls into into line, and and you clearly see what the story, like the metaphor behind what the story's about, right? So yeah. the overall story, aliens invade, but you quickly realize that it it probably isn't actually aliens and, and you realize that it's really just a story about the nature of, of man. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And so we talk, so by using the, using the stone to kill her friend, you, you get that, that primeval, you know, original sin, original murder style, uh, uh callback. And so it's, it's a commentary on just the nature of people. And then that leads into, how she's prettying herself up, but she's still a pariah. She's trying to, trying to make the people like her, but but they won't. They won't like her. Yeah, it's because like she is tainted. still suffering yeah. from her guilt. Yeah. yeah, they have not forgiven her. Like when the, she waved at the group of ladies at the cemetery, and she was like, "Nah, dip. <laughs> like I'm out of here. They don't like me." I know uh, it's yeah. it's intense, and to see like how. I guess ruthless these people are even all like this this time has elapsed and they're still just like not willing to forgive or even like give her a second chance I mean because what she did was obviously terrible but she did it when she was a child like can you really and it was clearly an accident like it, it's not like she was like I'm killing a bitch she wasn't really a child <laughs> well I mean like she was young barely you know? a teen. barely a teen I would say they look like really? maybe they were 13 
13, maybe, maybe 14. I don't know. Yeah. I didn't like mm. that the uh, the the young girl that's portrayed uh, from Bryn. I, I think I think the other girl that she killed looked more like her than the girl that was portrayed <laughs> as the main character. But that's just me. Oh yeah, as far as like typecasting. Yeah. Um, thing... I will say this movie this movie brought to life a very terrifying aspect of how alien like everybody portrays like gray aliens. And I will say I give props to them that I, I was terrified by all the vibrations and clicking and the way they like glitched and stuff like that. Oh god. Oh my god. I that was it. that's why I really I really wanted it to be in theaters because that would have scared the shit out of me. In the I know you have that on like a full surround like five point one surround sound system, like by Dobbly. It's insane. You'd be like, Oh yeah. my god. And I was just watching it at home on my freaking soundbar, my Vizio soundbar. And even then, I was like, oh, this is insanely good sound design just from my yeah. ears because I, I do sound work. Like, the sound design is incredible. And I can yeah. uh, also and I like, really appreciate I like how that. they threw in the fact that uh, these grays have, like, the uh, the backwards knees and stuff like that. Like, you, I don't really see gray aliens portrayed as that. They're usually just walking slim beings, not usually, like... Oh, no. You know the backward knees type, and they can't usually levitate. But hey, those weird cool. like little hand toes. To yeah, walk. that was the creepiest aspect yeah. of them. I was not expecting that when like you see the feet come down and they just like and walk. Mm -hmm. I'm like, oh, that's so creepy, dude. Because it even gives you a further like instincts. Like these things are made to creep around your house and not be and be silent. Although when yeah. she first encounters it, it's making all kinds of freaking noise and knocking over all yeah. of her shit. <laughs> that was so irritating to watch it just was. because like, like I think the first thing that happens is like she's on the staircase and she steps and it makes a creak. Mm -hmm. And so her impulse is to take off her shoes. It's not I, her shoes making the sound. It's, it's, it's her weight floor. on a yeah. the floor. And then she runs upstairs all loud the thing follows her and its head's already peeking up when she slams her door and she's like, it won't know I'm here. I know it's, it's some of those things you're like, how does that not <laughs> the sense behind it is just kind of weird or skewed. And it's like, mm -hmm. I don't know if they did that intentionally or it was just like, you know, for to cut time on, you know, writing or whatever however they wrote that scene it's like just go with it <laughs> just go I would, with it i would say they did it mostly to show more of her adolescence to try to make her seem younger because she's not i mean she's 26 like and she portrays pretty young but like that's definitely like more of a naive like adolescent type of behavior like oh the floorboard's creaking let me take my shoes off that should help right there i could let see me that. lock myself in this room <laughs> I know. The and then yeah and even more with her adolescence and that childlike kind of mentality she has she tries to hide under the bed you I mean that's always what kids thought well i mean that's what i thought when i was a kid it's like hide under the bed <laughs> when everyone you know in all of movies and stuff is like that's the one place they're gonna check first like why would you hide under the bed but yeah <clears throat> I'm probably she didn't just get under the covers be like i'm safe here you can't grab me it's <laughs> <laughs> like oh um, nope too late i made it into bed yeah yeah there really wasn't like i mean there's a lot of like in-depth detail to this movie but if you think about it it's pretty simple but it got to the point at the end that i really liked like i really thought they were going to leave something like something was going to be left astray like and a cliffhanger like, yeah i really thought that's that's what we were going to get because i feel like that's what we get with a lot of alien movies to be honest yeah um, there's always left like wanting more but in this one it's like no they took over 
And I guess they yep. spared her. They didn't like infect her mind or take over her mind or whatever they do. Did they well, did to the rest well, of the that's towns? The, well, that's the clear point in the in the movie because that's like the last fifteen seconds. That's mm-hmm. the clear point in the movie when you realize that it's not just an alien invasion movie. That it's actually a retrospective look at the way that she has been dealing with her past traumas and the way that it manifests. So, like for instance, her little town that she builds. It's representing the fact that she is constructing this life. She's constructing this world in which uh, she didn't murder her friend, right? She's trying to build up this facade, these fake little buildings, these fake towns, and the aliens come in and destroy it. Yeah, okay. But it's not the aliens that are destroying it. It's her, you you mentioned it earlier when you were talking about the the alienating. You know, she's alienating herself. herself. Yes, and this is what I mean when I say it's like a not, a, not a really good veiled metaphor, like the aliens represent the alienation of herself from yeah. the town. It's not that the town's alien, you know, pushing her side. It's that she's doing that. She's yeah. doing that by building this facade, building this, this, this false structure and not, not dealing with the issues. And the whole story is her coming to grip with that struggle with what she's done. And when the aliens convene towards the end and they're like talking to one another and, She's finally embraced the fact that yes, she did kill her friend, and she's super, su- you know, sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm sorry. It's the only word it, she yeah. says, and she's really demonstrating that sorrow at the end there, where she's like just, just in pieces. And then finally, the aliens are like gonna let her, let her live her life. You also see this in the fact that whenever she gets uh, uh, possessed by the mm-hmm. little alien blob thing that crawls in her mouth the seed the hairy seed he had the opportunity to continue living in the lie to continue living in this false made-up world of hers she had that opportunity and then she looks her friend in the eye and says i'm sorry i can't do this anymore i can't live with the 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 facade and that's that's when it starts going into the final chase Mm -hmm. and then you finally get to the the end where she's accepted what she's done that's the that's the transition point yeah, yeah, because yeah. the aliens like uh, they like they manifested that for her too. They were like, "What? What can she? What? What does she want?" They just assume what she would want is to go back and not have to like relive that and be with her family. And then they realized after that she was more than more than prepared to like continue living. That's what she truly wants to continue living a normal life without like you know I mean normal to what she had at the end. But she just wanted to keep on living and like be done with the moment and continue her own life. And, yeah, uh, yeah. Uh, that that leads me into this. Uh, did you guys give give like or get the impression that the aliens were just pawns and that there was a much bigger, like more omnipresent being that actually like ran them? Because at the end, after they like after they like probe her and see like the whole thing, they like look up and then there's like an approval coming from the blue light and it beams her back down. That's what I got. I like, was, like there's, there's even like, a, a higher... greater hive mind in control of everything yeah. even the aliens itself because yep. you'll see like that you know like the the thing that you know they put in her it also came out came out of the alien that she killed so you're like mm-hmm. well something's inside them too like there's a parasite inside them controlling them and then you know once again it's reinforced by the fact that they look up for like approval from whatever thing is in their mothership to give them like okay like proceed so it's like I- I don't know that that, that I, that's what I thought. I'm like, okay, so the little squirmy ball thing that infests everybody or infects everybody gets into everybody. That's what's really controlling, like all of them. 
It's just like yeah, one big hive piece mind of hive. is definitely a good definition for it. Like I yeah. think it's a hive mind type of thing. Um, I think Kyle said that earlier. It's like it's a hive mind thing. Yeah. Yeah. Which was interesting. I was. Uh, that's definitely what I thought when I saw the all of them looking up. I was like, man, this is a weird hive mind kind of situation. I don't know that I picked up on the the blue light. I would have to rewatch to see that. But uh, when they all were like in unison, I definitely yeah. thought hive minded, and that's when I started thinking about it as okay well all of these are connected and then as it got closer to the end i was like okay it is a hive mind because it's her mind mm-hmm. mm. all of the aliens are her mind they're all constructed by her got you it's okay. her it's like her ptsd of the 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 of, of her murdering her her friend and yeah. that's why they're all acting in because technically at the end she gets i mean she gets to do what she wants and all the townspeople are like on her side at that point so the aliens kind of like gave that to her like gifted that to her like Mm -hmm. you can now like live amongst these people and like do as you please as long as you're moving on yeah Mm -hmm. and i guess that's because represented outwardly because she forgave herself and then is able to reconcile with the rest of the town being like hey i recognize i accept fault like her actually accepting fault for what she did and then they're able to like forgive her and move on and you know live together <clears throat> but you know like i said it's I all just, a big metaphor i just thought of something else now that we're talking about it in this way the same way that she struck her friend with the rock is the same way she killed the first alien and the first alien drops and then that thing crawls out of out of the mouth and if that thing is supposed to represent the hive mind when it crawls out of, of the mouth, it's, it's showing that the birth, the creation of the hive mind trauma alien thing yeah. is is from that. It's a representation of it being from that event. Oh, that's really good. And then good. all of the people... Up... Yeah, I didn't ever well, pick I just, up on that. <laughs> yeah. I just thought of that as y'all are talking about it. Oh, that's a good one. That is a really good one. A really good one. It's It's definitely hard to find like different like metaphors in this movie just because there's it, it seems like it's lacking something i think i i discussed it with a couple of my coworkers today and they just seemed like it was lacking something I was, it's not that it's, you got to be able to critique the movie without words a lot of people just focus on words and there's been a lot of movies coming out lately just really shitty writing and directing <laughs> with like dialogue it's just so terrible yeah. and this movie's like no we're not going to do that everything's going to be like in your face, nonverbal type stuff. We're gonna start off slow, then hit you with something heavy, you know. Mm-hmm. And it kept you. It like kept the pieces, like each holding, like the fact that we still didn't know, even after these aliens are attacking, why this girl is so hated. You could just assume that it has something to do with her friend. It held that up there until it finally gave it to you at the appropriate moment. Like yeah. all, all the big points of the movie came exactly when it needed to come. Like even when you thought the movie was going to be over, like after she took off into the woods after being attacked by that praying mantis motherfucker, like that thing was terrifying. <laughs> Dude, I hated it. I was watching that, that, that whole movie with my wife and son. My wife hates aliens, hates them, dude. Yeah. Like the big black eyes. She hates that shit. And so she saw that and she was like, immediately turn this shit off right now. Turn it off. I'm like, no, we got to watch it. Cause she's not scared by the normal things. <laughs> Like, that's the only thing that she's actually scared of. I'm like, no, we got to watch this now. I want to see you get scared. And it's where, funny. Where's the short, where's the short, where did the short leg dude come from? Short leg, long arms. He's just yeah. mad as shit. I don't well, know why freaking, he's so mad. Yeah, he Captain the, Ginyu over there doing the... <laughs> he like waited like, oh, I'm coming. Yeah, <laughs> I know. 
Dude, that straight After up like taking like four four facefuls of boiling water, like no reaction. <laughs> just like I'm good. I I'm was thinking like composure. I was dying laughing at that. Whenever she was just like she had four boiling pots of water, like she set it up for the invasion. Like I was getting a home alone vibe. Like she's getting ready to like set the house as a train, and, and then she just starts like beating his ass with some boiling pots of water. I was laughing. Yeah, that was yeah. it. Was pretty good, and it was like, damn, yeah, this thing is there. resilient. <laughs> oh my god. Yeah. But yeah, and yeah. I w- and I wonder if like each of the aliens, like, because you know, there's three different kinds. Yeah, you got the one that's obviously the regular gray alien. He's telekinetic with the finger toes and all that stuff. And you got the guy with like the big ass hands and claws and stuff. The freaking does that. And you got the praying mantis looking guy, which is by far the most terrifying of all three, in my opinion. I was not. I'm willing. I was like, I was not, I did not enjoy the fact that he was doing all that crazy signaling stuff. Like, that freaked me out. I don't know why. It was just the way he was moving. I was like, oh, ugh. No. Oh, I was loving it. I was getting Air Force vibes. You know, the, the calling down the, the mothership. <laughs> yeah, he Land, was like, waiting to bring it in. Yeah. <laughs> I'm, I'm willing to bet that if we watch the movie again, with the understanding of like now that we know what's going on if we were to watch again i can almost guarantee you each of the four aliens represents one portion of the the traumatic event right so we've already made the connection between the little hive mind Mm -hmm. gelatinous thing yeah this that connects everything seed to me like i guess i don't know it's like a hairy seed what's what's the thing called it looks like a fruit it's like uh dragon fruit no, it's not a dragon fruit. It's called something else. It, it like has it has the white little juicy center. You have to like peel the skin off. I know what you're talking about, but I can't think of the name of it now. It starts with. I've no idea what you're talking about. It's pomegranate. Type of, no, it's not a pomegranate. <laughs> it's it. I want to say it's some kind of fruit from like India. Uh, I might be wrong. Uh, Rambutan. Rambutan. I can't remember how you say it. That's what. It, that's what I think of. Something like that. Yeah. Something along those lines. It is a seed. It's it's a seed. That's what it yeah. is. It's not technically a fruit. It's a seed. Yeah, but yeah, I think if we we brought rewatch it, we'll be able to find out what each of those alien different aliens means. It's a different aspect of I guess the internalized trauma that she has. Because I mean, are we talking this up that like a lot of this movie is like maybe religion based, like Bible based based? I mean, after after like the whole Cain and Abel thing you said, I'm kinda like seeing a lot of references to that. But you know. I, I don't know that I would I would think that it's religiously based. I mean, that's a that's a common story. I think almost everyone of all religions knows knows that story, and it's a pretty pretty easy one for the, the origin of murder and the, the representation of, of the, the of uh, original sin, even though that's not where original sin comes from. It's like in the same story, right? Yeah. I don't know that I would chalk the, the rest of it up to, to religious meaning. No. I'm pretty stuck on the psychological. It, I mean, yeah, it's listed as a psychological thriller slash horror movie. So sci-fi horror, which, you know, it fits, it fits. And, you know, nothing scarier than the old Testament <laughs> in some aspects. <laughs> Uh, but I, I'm if I try to think about it now, what each of the aliens she comes across means, I really want to figure out what the little freaking guy with the with the claws and stuff means. Like, what aspect is he of her psyche or whatever from her trauma? Is that her? Okay. 
because it attacks her and it, you know obviously it's very aggressive wonder if that's her like own guilt attacking her and you know pushing her back and pushing her away because it all it does is chase her back further into her house so maybe that's yeah, her I own say it represents like the mother of the friend that she killed because that mom hates her oh, yeah. <laughs> she hates her so bad spits in the face and everything she's like get out of here bitch yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That's a so long. We have... to hold. That is long. I don't know. Someone killed my son. I don't know that I'd ever really. I don't know that I could forgive give anybody. I know that is a hard thing to contemplate. Like, I don't know if I'd be able to forgive either. But the Christian thing to do is to forgive. <laughs> don't give a shit. <laughs> Man, aren't you? Catholic? I don't know that. It, it doesn't matter. It doesn't. You can't say that you can do a thing until you're in the situation to do the thing. Nothing. Nothing frustrates me more than someone's like, "Oh yeah, if I was in that situation, I would do this." No, you wouldn't. You don't know that. I don't know that. You don't know what you're gonna do until you're in the situation. Yeah. You, you don't know. Yeah. Um, I will say. So the name of the movie kind of threw me off for a little bit because I was like, "No one will save you." I was like, "I don't get it." After watching the movie, but now that I think about it, like. Literally, once once shit starts going down, that like that's the representation of me. Nothing is helping. Walks in, gets spit in the face of by the mom that you know you killed her daughter. The other people that saw it aren't going to help. And then she tries to get on a bus to get out of there, and the mailman, alien abducted mailman, tries to kill you. And exactly. then tries to even search for salvation in the church. The church is completely locked, which is wild to me during the daytime. Like, why would a church be completely locked? I know. And then you know, it is weird. Oh, I mean, no one will save you. The only thing that can is is acceptance, right? No one, no individual, no person can save you from from your, you know, from whatever you're suffering from. Yeah, you have to do it. Yeah, you, it's something you have to process and go through. And in that aspect, you're the one saving you from despair and alienation and fear and all the other negative emotions that come with this long played out grief that she has for the terrible crime that she committed, which, you know, was done literally out of childhood anger and not malicious, just blind fury. And I guess that's a matter might be a, yeah. I mean, her mom just died, but she's clearly like, she's clearly distraught by it. And then her friend shoves her to the ground for some reason. And she's like, all right, you shove me. I got a rock. Like, here we go. That's true. Or does her mom die that that far back? I, I, I would assume, because why would the cops be there, then they run off? Like, something clearly happened inside the household. That's mm. the biggest It's the biggest piece of this entire story that I just didn't catch. Um, it's like how the mom died. And I didn't look at the gravestone to try to, like, like try to compare if, like, if the mom died at the same night as Ma died. Or, like, I don't know. Like, I really don't know. Oh, I thought the cops, That's a like, good... in the flashback were there. And you saw, like, her friend's dad, like, obviously, like, mourning on the ground because his daughter died, and, of course, he's the sheriff or whatever. So he's going to show up whenever something happens. He gets there, and he's like, oh, it's my daughter who is dead. And, you know, I thought that was but the reason. Just, the, the flashbacks are all backwards then because the first flashback is her her mom and her friend in the in the house at the table. Then the second one, she walks outside, and the dad's, like, mourning something. And yeah. then they're in the forest, so it's just kind of confusing. It's a little back and forth that was kind of confusing to me. True. Maybe the events were played in 
reverse thing. Yeah. I think that's just something like I wasn't really paying attention to. I was more like, what are these aliens about to do? Like Splinter and half. I'm like, what is something's gonna happen? They're they're not done yet. <clears throat> yeah. Also also I don't like the fact that old girl got gut stabbed like three times. I know. Just like I got enough strength to like slit your throat real quick. Like, I know, like, right? That was the good right straight to the stomach. And like she just took it and she got stabbed a couple times. Oh yeah. Like, it was who like, did she Oh, box cutter. Yeah. <laughs> you could have used that who so many times. Just been in your back pocket. <laughs> who did she kill? She killed herself, right? She yeah. was killing a representation of her. Because yeah. The the seed like grabbed like almost like the genetic material it needed, and it created from the light. It created a new one. Yeah. Like replace her, which is also weird because that didn't happen at any other time, unless unless the aliens. See that that's another confusing part to me. Unless the aliens killed the people that were in the home, like with the seed, and then once the seed got out, that's why the light was down. Oh yeah, because they beamed it up. The light didn't come down to beam down the aliens. The light came down to like uh, create the new person. Mm, yeah, yeah, that is a good point. I don't know. It's like when the, when the alien came down it. on the house, he just like popped down on the house. It was no like blue light or anything. Yeah, like he the just, blue light only happened when yeah, which is there. And yeah, the only time you see the lights is I guess when the ship's overboard and they're you know projecting stuff into the house. Mm-hmm. And yeah, whenever like they create the replica of her because of the seeds on the ground, and then you know the tractor beam comes down, and then she pulls the seed out, and you know a version of her gets formed from I guess the genetic material that the seed got from her. Yeah, it pulled from the seed. Yeah, and then also the fact that like the tractor beam seemed like it could be anywhere, which was very confusing to me. Like it could somehow be parallel with the front door and blow the door open. Like, yeah. I was like, what are we talking about here? Like, where's the where's the trajectory? Like, the thing's, like, coming in, like, really parallel to the door. Like, I don't, I don't understand what's going on, but... I know. The physics of alien technology are just kind of... Well, again, I don't think this is alien... I don't think it's about aliens. So, it's... I think that y'all are onto something, though, with, with where and when the tractor beams appear. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And there were different colors, too. There was a red one and a blue one. There were, yeah. With the red one only... The red one only happened in relation to whenever it grabbed her. Yeah. And she got in, infected. Uh, with she the, was given the seed the first time. And then the second time there's the red one is whenever the seed is created to be her. Yeah. yeah. And the blue so, one was more like just a tractor beam. The red one was like controlling. Mm-hmm. And again, like how did it get in there? Like all the, all the, maybe, all the lights got to just touch you. Maybe the fact that you know, I think you think of what colors are represent. Red is obviously a very prominent color that represents, you know, anger or passion or, you know, something very uh, ag- aggressive in a way. A really prominent feeling or aggressive feeling, intense feeling. So whenever she gets hit with the, the red tractor beam, you know, it completely stops her. You know, red, think about what the color red means. You know, why? what's holding her? that's freezing her what part of her own emotion is so prominent that it's causing her to freeze to where she can't move and then she obviously she gets the seed maybe that's representing her like her anger or her fear or her sorrow something that paralyzes her and you know slowly infects her and allows her to get infected in a way i don't know if that's going anywhere or i'm just spitballing 
I'm just like, why didn't the red tractor beam come out like right off the bat? Like that seemed way too overpowered to not just come out <laughs> it, right off the bat. It, I know if that thing would have just came off right. I mean, he's like, all right, well, that was a movie. <laughs> I was like, yeah. And then I was also confused by the fact that the aliens could, uh, like, they could grab on like to inanimate objects really easily. But like when she was running, they didn't really use that. They didn't just grab her with their like telekinesis like only like the very last part when she was like getting pulled or like right when the first altercation with the first alien like pulled her back and like held her up and then she stabbed it or whatever but yeah i was like but like like kyle said i think it's a little bit more it's it's less about like the movement of the aliens it's more about what they represent like what they truly represent in the movie so yeah and i think that's i'm wondering that's pretty much the whole basis of the movie i mean they they hide it using or not hide it but you know What's the word I'm looking for? Veil? Veil it behind the aliens? Or they use the aliens as a bigger, like, representation of what it is? So, in that aspect, it makes you think. I mean, but, you know, the the movie is made for, you know, to be scary. So, you know, aliens are pretty scary. And all the crazy stuff that's happening in the world today, and apparently aliens exist. So, why not use aliens? Because it's a huge huge topic nowadays. What were you saying, Kyle? Go ahead. Well, now I'm just thinking about, so I would like to go back and look at each time the tractor beam is used. Take note of the color. I'm willing to, I'm really willing to bet that it's supposed to highlight the moments because in that moment when she's walking out of the house, mm-hmm. mom and I think it's her and mom are playing at the table and, and maybe her friends running around or something, but they're like caught in the tractor beam. And yeah, then you pointed out that frozen, the, yeah. the officer is frozen with the, the other rip. person in the tractor beam. And that's a blue one, isn't it? It was a blue one that was on, yeah. on the it's, officer. It's all blue in the flashbacks from what I remember. Yeah. Hmm. And so I'm willing to bet that those are supposed to highlight the, the instances that that show that somehow represent the, 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 the trauma that's there. Right. Yeah, like yeah, the different emotions, I guess that yeah, you. That's how the aliens were able to grasp that there was so much like emotion coming from like her past memory of like why she's so shunned by this town. Like they were able to grasp like why she's so hurt, why she's fighting so hard to get out of this. Like she wants to move on, and they're like, "Oh fuck!" Like that was pretty deep. <laughs> like yeah. let's I think is the first tractor beam that we see whenever they take the dead alien out of the house. Because that would be, if that's the case, I could be wrong. I th- I think it might have happened earlier. But if that was the first one, that would you know clearly be a link to, you know, it highlighting the fact that 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 dead body is actually the origin of why she is alienating herself. Yeah, is because okay. she's killed her friend. She killed the alien the same way that she killed the the friend. Yeah, and it's showing it being removed. And then the two times it's red are in reference to her having the opportunity to take responsibility for her action. And so the first time it's used, she gets the seed, she gives is given the opportunity to 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 live in this facade. Yeah. But she ends up taking it out. She says, "No, I don't want to live in this facade." Yeah. She throws it down and then that manifests again and whenever it chases her, she could die right there, die to the facade, die to to the, the, thing, the yeah. fake but she doesn't. She kills that opportunity one more time. And so she's really given up 
this desire to to hide in the false little toy world that she's built. Remember the little toy yeah, yeah. thing she built? A little diagram or whatever. She I'm willing to bet if we were to go and look at each time that that's used, each time we see the tractor beam, I'm willing to bet we can make that connection. Yeah. I'm actually, I really want to watch the movie again now because I just thought of something that I totally forgot about. So the movie starts with her in the house, right? That's where it starts. Mm-hmm. She's in the house getting ready and everything. What's the first thing she does when she goes outside? She waters the fucking tractor beam, Mark. Yeah, that's right. So how long has that been there? How long has that been there? That's that's way before the aliens show up. So like, yeah. I'm wondering if like this is even like oh, this is really. I really need to watch the movie again now because if that tractor beam's right where the officer was in the flashback, then the aliens have been there a long time. Like, oh, so like, this you know is like because a- she's watering that mark outside, and like it seems like she has to water it a lot. She's watered it before. Like clearly, she because she's trying to get it to to grow back. Yeah, yeah, but it's not going to grow back because it was like beamed. But so that this is making me really want to like go back and really like check in any little aspect of this movie because there's something missing at the beginning of the movie that I need to go back and watch. It's like she's that's nur- in there. Yeah, yeah. like she's nurturing the the wound there that she's 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 applying yeah. the water, trying to get the dead marks to go away. She doesn't want to. She doesn't want to come face to face with it. So with she's trying to what she. In her own way, that's obviously not working because the ring's still there. You know, who knows how long it's been or there. That's, that's how the mom died. Too. I don't know. That's it's far fetched, but like how long? It, that, I don't I think mean, it's far fetched she's at all. It like that, she's not like freaking out. Like clearly, that Mark's been there for a little bit. So maybe that was first contact when they first came. Before they decided to like completely take over the Earth. You know. Yeah. So I'm gonna have to go back and look at that. I think there's a couple things I'm missing from the the beginning of the movie. Yeah, there might well, be. yeah, because in the beginning of the movie, you don't know what's going on. You don't know how it plays out. It's not, again, no, I, until that last five minutes that you understand. Yeah. Mm. I, I, didn't even connect, I didn't even connect that. that. That literally happened right off the bat within the first five minutes of the movie. I did not connect I forgot that you watered that. Yeah, that's like, right. Right yeah. off the bat. Right off the bat. Because she sees it and she's going to like, what? What was she she's mailing? Out. Like, I've seen this before, clearly. Oh yeah, what was what she mailing? She Some kind of arts and crafts thing. I don't know what it was. It looked like you know when you used to like clip stuff out of the back of a magazine because she ordered the uh, she she mailed off that like almost like a coupon or a voucher or something. Yeah, like a coupon that. to get the little like uh, dancing School. the waltz or whatever to get the waltz footprints. Oh, that's um, what that was. I that's, thought that's I thought she delivered. got the schoolhouse and that's what she got in the mail because it Maybe came in that, that big box. Been it. Yeah, it came yeah, in that big box, it. and it was the schoolhouse yeah. that she puts on her little diagram thing or diorama. Diorama. That's they were also called. all birdhouses too. I don't know if that has anything to do with it, they, but they were birdhouses. And at the end, uh, when after she's oh yeah, she like, hangs in the birdhouse. She hangs a birdhouse. What's that birdhouse? I can't remember what the birdhouse is either. I'm sure that represents something else too. Or like it might have been like a version of her house, like her airing it out, like it's it's done now. Like I feel safe in this home now. I, I don't know. Like I said, I don't have to go back and watch this movie. I might yeah. have to watch it tomorrow. Or something. I mean, the the movie definitely deserves like once you kind of dive into the minutia of all these different symbols and things that are there behind all of that, it definitely warrants another watch through, so you can really like pay attention to detail and grasp all these important aspects and what it. You know, kind of get a, a broader depth of meaning of what the movie means and has. Yeah. So now I'm wondering, now that you're bringing our attention to the very, very beginning, it, what's the purpose of the dance? Because it starts 
at the very beginning of the movie, there's the dance. She's learning. She's, uh, okay, maybe she's, she's practicing. Because at the end, too, she's there's dancing the dance. with the town. Yeah, she's dancing with the town. So she's, she, the, the start of the movie oh. is maybe saying that she's trying to learn. She's trying to learn to, to participate, to, to, to become part I, of the community again or yeah. to learn. I think that's what she always wanted. She just wants to be accepted by the community again. Like it's been a couple years, like it was an accident. Can you not forgive me? And they don't. They're <laughs> like, fuck yeah. this bitch. <laughs> Completely just. Well, the know. dad. Remember the officer, though, his face. I remember it stuck out to me because I thought that was going to be the first actual dialogue in the movie. Because like I wanted to say something. The, like he, like you can see the, him like grasp at a word, and he's like, and just leaves. He's for, I think he's forgiven her truly, but he can't say that because the wife has not accepted that. He, he, she hasn't granted forgiveness yet. Yeah, yeah. No, she's spitting her face. I don't know. That oh, was nasty. I was like, damn, damn, bitch. You ain't gotta go that hard. <laughs> Shit. Yeah. That happened a long ass time yeah. ago. Mm-hmm. But still, I mean, she killed their daughter, so you know. Yeah, maybe true. the cop just has a little more empathy and understanding it's like I understand like you guys were kids it wasn't you didn't mean to do that but you know the mom is just holding a grudge and bitter which you know and the mom it's it's hard for the mom to be bitter because yeah she killed her kid but also the kid did push her down which I, I, I'm kind of like <laughs> I'm like why did she push her down like I don't understand why she pushed her down like <laughs> well they were arguing something just happened they She's were like, arguing. Bitch. Like, shut it down. Like, oh, I'm grabbing this rock. I'm getting this rock right now. <laughs> Push me down, bitch. The only thing that I'm having, it, what I'm having an issue oh. with, is that you started this conversation with, "Well, she did push her down." Like, she did. <laughs> like that warranted like, a crack over the head with a rock. Like, <laughs> like that, it's like that old Budweiser commercial uh, when they did in the Super Bowl. He's like, "Rock, paper, scissors for it." He's like, "One, two, and the guy throws the rock. He's like, "I threw paper." He's like, "I threw a rock." <laughs> <laughs> because <laughs> that's Somehow a perfectly rational reaction 13 year old has enough like swing power with a small rock to just completely kill another individual oh, no. wow. just smokes but, her hey. best friend just one hit yeah. <laughs> no change up no curveball nothing but fucking gas yeah because in year <laughs> one uh David Cross has to smash <laughs> Paul Rudd's face in like three times. Oh, what do I continue to do? <laughs> I was about to say if we're gonna if we're gonna force read uh, a biblical narrative to the to the movie, maybe we could talk about David and Goliath. That this big bully of a girl pushing her to the ground <laughs> gets got by a little rock, just like David and Goliath. And it would make sense that she's a redhead too. She has no soul. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Clearly, <laughs> there was some predetermined hatred there. Yeah. I'm not even no, sure the fact that, like that. that's demonizing like redheads. A, that's not appropriate. Yeah. Is it? Is it Esau and Isaac, or Esau and Jacob, or Jacob has Esau and Isaac, right? How oh, you went to seminary, brother? You tell us, man. <laughs> like, I, My I man, know. that was so long ago. I don't remember. Uh, <laughs> so long ago, you only went there for what three and a, three, four years? Four years. But but the only thing I remember about the the Esau story is that whenever you translate the Hebrew, like you do, like a direct Hebrew to English translation, it says. Uh, 
me want me want red red stuff is how the he that's what asu says to, to isaac me want red red me want red red stuff or something like that it's like yeah. super like almost barbaric the way that asaw talks that's weird <laughs> interesting but yeah yeah, I mean, to be fair, she did push her down fairly aggressively. No, she down. There was no no point in that conversation should there have been any shoving. Like <laughs> the other girl was upset. She was like, nah, only way to knock her out of this is just to shove her to the ground. Uh, shove me? I swear rock. to God. What? <laughs> Crang. But yeah, all that said, this movie... Definitely deserves a rewatch to catch up all the things, and hopefully, our little discussion kind of cleared some things up for you. If you have watched the movie and you're wondering, like, man, I feel like there's you know a lot more symbolism in this movie. I wish I knew could figure out what it meant. Hopefully, we dive. Yeah, if anybody watches somewhere. the movie and wants to give us some uh, some talking points, I'm gonna rewatch the movie so I can revisit. Maybe we can hit a part two on this because clearly some stuff just went. I know, oh right head. over our heads the first time. Yeah. <clears throat> but, okay, well, I guess we got to do it. Uh, one out of ten, what would you guys rate it? I'd rate mine a solid eight and I, a half. Eight and a half, that's being I don't know what we're talking about. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. All I know is that I, I went on a bit of a, a rabbit a rabbit trail trying to find out. Just now? Yeah, yeah, no, I haven't been listening at all. Like, not wow. even remotely. Savage. Not even savage, remotely. Bro. I'm trying to... No, we're talking about what would you rate the movie? One out of ten. I said eight and a half. Esau and Jacob. Is it Isaac that... Is... Oh, my God. You I'm still stuck on this. this. You can't just oh, yeah, rate the movie real quick? <laughs> no. Like, jeez. Nope. And said Esau to Jacob, <laughs> feed me, please, with red, red this. Yes. Red, red, this. You know how to use proper English. That's cryptic. Yeesh. Mm. Anyway, yeah. All I right. mean, I'll, what, uh, what were you saying? Out of out of ten, um, if we're locking it in the horror, or we we call it, it's a horror sci-fi. Is that what we're gonna call it? Kind of. Yeah, like, I can put it in that like horror like sci-fi thriller or something like that. Yeah, um, I would. I wouldn't put this in sci-fi thriller. It's a sci-fi. Like, would, it's a psychological man. thriller. Sci-fi yeah, psychological thriller. Psychological yeah. thriller. <laughs> Yeah, I mean it's kind of it's kind of like so. The, the, what this movie reminded me of was the fourth kind, but the fourth kind is a absolutely oh terrifying. Movie. We got to do oh that one. God, that one's a true so, blue horror alien movie. That movie is yeah. freaking terrifying. But you don't, you didn't see it coming. It was more or less demonic, and then it just hits you like with this stuff. My mom let me watch that when I was like, whenever it came out, and I was like, maybe you I was shouldn't let me watch that, brother. Facts. Facts. I was like obsessed I was tra- with aliens, though. Yeah. I was it's traumatized good, actually, by the barn owl. Yeah, I just I was traumatized when it was like I am God. I was like, I don't want to watch this movie anymore, <laughs> Mom. This is starting to scare me. Freshman me oh. was like, it was it was up there with my first reaction to freaking paranormal activity. Yeah. <laughs> like the first time I oh. saw that, seeing that as a fourteen-year-old kid, I was like. Yeah, I couldn't stand those movies. I mean, I love the first one's so good. I'm I'll stand on that hill. The first one is so good. It was like, for what it was. It yeah, for what it was, like that genre of movie or style of filming, like it was freaking primo. Yeah, 
It lets you see everything you needed to see, and it told a really, really terrifying story. I can't say the same with some of the uh, sequels or prequels. Yeah, some but, of them, they got kind of uh, weird and out of hand. Yeah, it did. Um, but I'll say out of 10, I would rate this movie like a 7.9. I want to give it an 8. Uh, I think if I rewatch it, it'll be up in the 8s for sure just because it's it's on me. It's user error. Like I need to just go back and like really <laughs> revisit the movie and watch a little bit more. I think after a revisit of the movie, it'd be an 8. Yep, with an 8, 8.5 just because it's like – they did so much with so little. Exactly. Like, the CGI was clearly a huge part of this movie, but like just the fact that there's only like seven sentences total in this movie is just wild that they like would be able to, they were that impactful with like nonverbal communication and the fact that the aliens like use vibration and clicks to communicate. And you could clearly see like when they were angry or when they weren't. Yeah, like, yeah. I just, I give them props. I give them props for that. And the terrifying, like it had some jump scares. Like when, uh, the little the little one with the long arms was just like barely like creeping up behind. I was like, "Oh my god, what the hell is that?" Uh, and then, bam! Yeah. What about you, Kyle? One out of ten. What are you rating it? Mm. I mean, be honest. My initial reaction. My initial reaction is to rate it an eight point five. Eight point five. Okay. So overall, eight out of ten. <clears throat> yeah. No. Good deal. 8.5 it deserves that extra 0.5 8.5 okay we well I'm doing an average out of the three of us because Brady rated it a 7.9 anyways what I also wanted to talk about once we got the discussion out of the way what did you guys think of your stories this week we'll, we'll start off with you Kyle since you had the first story this week on Monday yeah mmm mmm go Arnold go Oh. Close the door. Uh, <laughs> what we're talking, <laughs> we're talking about. The dog knows uh, how to open the door. So, <laughs> oh, what? Skinwalker. Uh, only skinwalkers know how to open doors. <laughs> you followed me home from uh, me and Ross's camping trip. <laughs> I think NM Brown just put out a story about. I think that's her her most recent stories about skinwalkers. I think, some, I, think I might do that one next. That'd be know. great. Since we've already kind of got this topic of going to talk about those things, that'd be fun. Okay, so you asked me what I thought about this story. I loved it. And when I read it the first time, I did not initially think that there was a part two. You're the first one who asked me for a part two. And then I think some of the comments mentioned there's got to be a part two. I haven't found it yet. There is or appears to be this was I think written in in November of last year mm. and I think that there's a Christmas one so maybe that's a part two I haven't read it yet mm, okay. I don't think there's a part two though it it definitely seemed to be a nice well-encompassed story where you have the the sort of the the weird happenings with this ghost potential ghost friend you think yeah, that it's brother. gonna be a nice happy yeah. story and then you get to the to the punch there where this this crazy guy comes in, this crazy relative who's like, I chose the wrong one. And you're just like, oh, my God. <laughs> Terrifying. What he's, he says so. is like, uh, it's like I took your brother too young. He knew he's like, I watched you and your brother for most of my life or most of the time and all this other stuff. He's like, and if you think about it, I'm actually part of the family. I don't know. And then Brown does a, a good job of I know about about writing characters like this that are just like 
even though they don't like she describes how he looks he's a, just a dirty guy he's just a dirty old man not like the preferred dirty, way dirty like, hobo yeah i got dirty hobo <laughs> but if a hobo's not dirty they're not really a hobo <laughs> let's be honest but in i don't a, know i don't know sinister the way that i read that the the husband the way that i was like feeling about the husband in that story mm-hmm. i was like dude you're a pussy you fucking go over there and you like why are you gonna let this man get sniff close enough hair. to your wife to sniff it nah man nah we're all going like you might be able to have, but you might be bigger than me you might win but i'm definitely gonna fucking get that ear oh yeah oh and when off. i <laughs> when i sound designed um that you know that character's dialogue i had to pitch his voice down a little bit to make him sound deeper just to sound a little bit more menacing oh that was, to set that him was a, really good too to set him aside you know differentiate him between your actual normal voice how you had to do the rest of the characters and his voice because you know he's a villain he's got to sound kind of intimidating and you know sinister i appreciate that you do that because i have a very monotone voice i've tried doing voice <laughs> i i am not very good at it i'm a very like monotone and this happened and then so and so says oh dear god the plane <laughs> You know, well, it's, well it's, people like that though, man. There's a there's a bunch of other narrators on YouTube that just read stories monotone and don't do any type of inflection or character or voices or anything. They just straight up read. And there's a lot of people that just like that. They just want people, someone to read them a story and maybe change their voice up when something gets interesting or scary. You know, throw their voice a little bit, make it a higher or lower, something like that. But for the most I part, get a little jealous of of uh is it is it jason hill is that jason who, hill. What, what's his name yeah yeah when jason hill does like he has such a good voice i get a little because he is able to do that a lot yeah. better and i sometimes i want to do that but at the same time like i know that i just don't have that skill and so i like doing what i know i'm good at well jason's been doing I this think... for a, a a while now so he's very proficient at it. that tr- trust me i was there when he started off and he was he was good and he was great at just narrating. And then slowly over time, I got to listen to him develop like his voice acting talent and really portray characters and do all this cool stuff with his voice. And you'll get there if you really want to work at it. Just start slow. You know, find stories that have, you know, a protagonist and an antagonist and try to do something with your voice to set differentiate, differentiate the two. And, you know, that's just how it starts. Anyways. Yeah, I'm getting I'm getting a lot more comfortable. Like even though I'm doing the short stories, I I hate my voice. I really don't like it. Um, I think the mic definitely helps me sound a little bit better. Uh, but doing the short stories has definitely helped me get more comfortable. Um, because man, I always really liked your like voiceover stuff on TikTok. Like I really love it. I just can't do it. I don't know. Like I can't like inflict my voice yet. I just haven't got to the comfortability point of that. Um, Takes time. Man. But that one, the last story I did when it. Like he was really good, and then it throws in. I almost shit my pants. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> you can't yeah. just hit me with that, buddy. How am I supposed to say that, <laughs> dude? Speaking of that, yeah. um, not not this week or this past week, but this coming up week. Yeah, because this will come out Sunday. This next week, the next uh, um, Will's Wednesday story that we're doing. Uh, actually has my wife narrating the story and she got caught up on so many lines because the dialogue was just hilarious 
Like, there's one point where she has to, like, it's a fat, overweight, middle-aged man. And she could not say that with a, with a straight face to save her life, dude. She would bust out every time trying to say it. We did it, like, uh, at least 15 times trying to get her to do that part. But, yes, I understand what you mean. Yeah, I'll say I'll say the worst part is like the last story I did. I I don't know if it was good, but I did that in one take. <laughs> like I didn't know how to pause it to like keep reading. So I was like scrolling through my phone, and like I was like, "Fuck, it's about to say the part." I was like, "Oh my shit, my pants!" I was like, "Maintain, maintain composure, and just keep going." And I just kept pushing through. <laughs> I I like your your story, Brady. It, I you do a good job about just. Kind of like Kyle, you, you just read it. You don't have to worry about throwing your voice or doing inflections and stuff. You have a nice monotone voice that someone can listen to for an extended period of time and it not become fatiguing in any way. It's just a pleasant voice to listen to. And, you know, we'll you'll be able to hear more of that as we go along and, you know, you get more videos out and we start doing more stories for you. But your little short stories are just, they're fun and they're easy and... Sometimes that's all that horror needs to be <laughs> short, sweet, and I think easy. The, the mic setup will definitely help me because now I can hear it here instead of just hearing it me talking. Yeah. I'll be able to hear it here and I'll be able to sound like where my inflections need to be, where I need to be quiet. Like at the end of that story, I tried to be really quiet because he could tell, like, it was behind whatever him. Whatever the creature was, it was behind him. Yeah. I like, tried to be really quiet. And like, you did right really there. good on that. Like, I really. I really saw like you kind of come into your own at that point, if that's not too early to say, but you kind of realized that the mood of the story needed to be a little bit more pulled back, not not as much volume. He got up on the mic a little bit. You started sounding a little more intense, and it's behind me. It's watching me type, and you got quiet, and that's how it, that there's so much you can do with your voice to make the mo- the story move without actually adding anything else to it, just your voice alone. Which is, I mean, you guys both do an exceedingly well job at that, even though you don't think so. I believe you guys do. And it's only going to get better from here as we yeah, continue to go forward. Time. Yeah. Yeah. I'm excited think, to do another one week. I need to pick one, so. Yeah. No, one yeah, of, for, yeah, this next week. Pick your, pick your own story. And Kyle should have a list of stories for me to choose from. Yeah, when do you, when you leave, Kyle? Uh... Friday, soon. <laughs> just gotcha. soon. So here's here's the other question: Are we gonna do another? Are we gonna do another movie? Like I know Kyle probably won't be able to knock out another one of these before he takes off, but no. Uh, are we doing uh, this I mean, every I'm, other week for now? Like, so I know that we just we just published the other one. So does that mean that this next Sunday we're not gonna post and we're gonna save this one for the following Sunday? Because if we do that, then I should be back in time for us to push out a late one or if we were to rush and do another one we could have the three for while i'm gone i plan yeah. since we're kind of talking about relative stuff now and then this past week uh i plan on releasing this one that we're doing right now this sunday just because it's we're talking about stories and it was fun and this is just kind of getting us a second episode out there just so we can I know, actually have content. I know the first time was us just bullshitting and having fun, which, you know, people seem to enjoy that too. (laughs) It was great. I I was not expecting us to publish. What I thought we were going to do for that was I thought we were just practicing to see, like, if we had all of the equipment necessary to do it. And then you're like, yeah, we're going to publish it. And I was like, I've said a lot of really dumb things. Like, I don't. Oh, yeah. I mean, hey, like, as soon as I'm done, are you going to do the same thing, Manny? Like, I would say, because I really like that thing on TikTok. Like, it's very, 
it's it's a very good preempt to what we're actually talking about. So are you going to do it for this one specifically? Like take some of the bits of like this story and like post them on TikTok before we post the full story on Sunday? Because I think that would be really effective just because I'm thinking advertising and marketing just because that's what I do. Oh, but yeah, like, yeah. Having little snips, like giving, giving the audience little snips to be like – Tune in Sunday for the full story. Like I really like that. Like yeah. whatever that app is, like that's incredible. It's <laughs> fucking awesome. So yeah, yeah, I'll definitely, uh, I'll definitely do that for sure. I'll have some clips made ready so to start posting them before the actual podcast comes out on Sunday. Yeah, and I about yeah. to say, I, I mean, I would love to do another one before Friday, but I mean, that's just gonna be a big rush on Kyle. So I don't. I, don't, I mean, I'm that's not. Up to I'm you. not leaving this Friday. Um, okay. So I've got a little bit of time. We could probably do one more. So if we publish the next podcast this Sunday, and our intent is to do every other Sunday, mm-hmm. we do one, we do the other, I will be able, well, I mean, then you would have like zero time. You'd Like I could do one the Saturday before the Sunday, but then... Minwell would have zero time to, to Yeah, I probably wouldn't be able to get it. like the, the clips and everything done because it would just be, you know, kind of rushed. I wouldn't be able to do like we plan on doing with this one. Um yeah. but we could also um, just I mean y'all could do y'all could do one together, uh for that. But we could yeah. we could probably get one more out. Yeah. And I think for yeah. going forward we can do this every other week, not to make like a weekly thing. Just every other week, that way we don't get burnt out because you know it does take a lot of time to to edit everything down. <laughs> yeah, that's that's a big lift on your part, Manny. So if we can help with anything, I mean, let us know. Oh yeah, no. Don't <clears> let <throat> me know. I'm not going to be able to help with anything. <laughs> I mean, I can do what I can, man. I can provide a lot of funny <laughs> shit, but <laughs> I mean, that's I funny. I mean, there, the so. the funny stuff is always good because it makes people laugh. It gets people's attention, and then you know the the serious stuff, the scary stuff, the intense stuff we talk about. That helps too, and you know yeah. some people Short like that. Short form video, if it's entertaining, leads to uh, subscribers and stuff in long term video. So the yeah. more personality we can get in smaller clips, like the more people are going to want to watch on Sundays when we actually release it and shit like that. Even if it doesn't pertain to it, you know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then you know, if we can, if we have more time, we can always do different stuff. Not even just Sunday stuff, but we just have bullshit stories and stuff like that we can hop on. So yeah, and this but, is all uh, just kind of our, you know dipping our toes in the water and getting a feel for it to see how it goes and how much attention it grabs and who knows maybe it'll take off maybe it'll just stay the three of us just having fun and if that's all it is i'm happy with that i mean you guys are my oldest friends you guys two times this month that's more than i've talked to you guys like all year (laughs) i know you think about two two things two things first i very much agree i just want us to do what we want to do and because I'm I'm just enjoying life right now. I'm getting to talk about horror stories, watch stuff, you know, do a lot of cool cool things like that. Hang out with y'all. That's what I want to focus on is just just having a good time. Second thing I wanted to mention, as it pertains to the the Seance Sunday mm-hmm. podcast, is that there was the one comment I really liked it. Um, by it was Marianne Emmy mm-hmm. talking about how. You know, some some creators do separate channels, some don't. It's just kind of like which I want to do. And then I liked, you know, her advice of just, hey, let's just do it, see what happens. If it ends up not being a big thing, we can migrate it off and do it on a separate channel. And then people who are into the, you know, into the podcast scene, maybe even publishing it on like Google Podcasts or on a different on a different platform, yeah, Spotify, iHeartRadio, stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. 
yeah i like that yeah yeah i can definitely look into that that and see you know as far as like a publishing company goes i think you have to pay for like them to do that but all you do is send them your stuff and they post it to all the platforms for you and that's like a subscription thing i I believe last time i looked at it something like eighty dollars a month and they do everything I don't. I don't think. It, I think there's a way to do it for free because uh, me and some me and some friends were doing the uh, space radio uh, podcast a while back where we were doing space operas, mm-hmm. um, and he he found a way to get it out on Google Podcast, iHeartRadio. He found a way to get it published on all those, and we had it on on a website. Oh wow! Okay. I Sorry. built the website on Google Sites. The only thing I paid for was a twelve dollar domain fee to keep the domain for uh, space opera radio we've since let that expire and and things but i think there's a way to to do that i'll i'll reach oh, out to okay. him and, and see yeah yeah, yeah. we can definitely sure. look into it i'm about to say and if we get if we get enough uh, manuel do you have a pretty decent following on tiktok i mean i think it's decent it's over three thousand people that follow me uh, more than me i got like <laughs> 1200 but i mean i mean yeah anything above a thousand is great so i mean t- kyle do you have tiktok no, no i don't have social media <laughs> If you could, if you could get TikTok, the only other thing I was gonna say is that people ever wanted to see us go live, going live on TikTok is super fucking easy. It's so easy. Oh like, yeah, it's because you can merge all three, and then if we had a specific movie or an episode of something like a Halloween special, like we could always just hop on there, and people can come in and out during the live. And that's and someone that kind of someone recommended that in the comments section on our on our videos too. It's like you guys should do a live thing for audience interaction sole purpose and i guess some people yeah. would be interested in doing you know interacting with us which i mean yeah. the only thing is a great idea. On it, though that's the only thing yeah um, well but i mean since me and manuel have above a thousand followers just if you wanted to make a tiktok call i think we can invite you and you can be on the live without because you have to have a thousand active followers to, to like, go, go live, live on yeah. TikTok. But i think you can invite people that don't have it and they can hop on so it doesn't really matter but yeah. that's just that's just the y'all thought. just leave me behind it'll be okay <laughs> well, this doesn't work without you, Kyle. Yeah, Kyle. <laughs> it's the three Kyle. of us. All right, three. We can we can always talk about it further. It's just a thought that popped into my head after seeing the clips on TikTok because I know like if people actually enjoy it, man, they love seeing people live, especially. And I, I think we can go live on Discord. I don't know how. I don't know how, but I think you can do that. No, oh, yeah, you can s- stream from your Discord to other platforms like Twitch and stuff. Mm-hmm. Like I said, yeah. I'm I'm not super hip on all that. I it just. It'll take me some looking into it to see how it works. Well, how about we do this? How about we we focus on the stories? When we have opportunities, we do this podcast. And in the meantime, maybe let's say, you know, by the you know, for the we can maybe launch something like that at the at the start of the, the next year. Yeah. That way it'll give us time to first get into a good rhythm of of getting stories without being rushed. We could do this if we want to provide extra content and we could we could push out platforms, give me enough time to get a TikTok and maybe get subscribers on there enough to do to do a TikTok live kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. And then yeah, we could just slowly roll that out. Yeah, yeah I agree. Now, I, this is just this is just bouncing thoughts off of you guys, just because I'm on TikTok a lot. Like I love going live on there and playing playing video games and stuff. And I'm about to launch my like ambassador program with Bucked Up, like my fitness stuff. So I'm gonna be on it a lot more. But I think I didn't even know you did that. What? It's I just started it. Like I applied for the ambassador program and I get like 50% off of like, like all my orders and stuff like that. And then I can put my promo code and if you want bucked up, it's just pre-workout. If I don't know if y'all know what that is, I'm, I'm not sure if y'all are savvy on that, but it's pre-workout. Yeah, yeah. Love the pre-workout, love their stuff. Um, but I put a, I put a promo code on my, uh, 
on my TikTok, and if somebody uses it, I get commission off of it, and they get like ten or twenty percent off of their order. So oh, I'm about legit. to like dive way way back into more of my fitness stuff because that's the stuff that's taken off the most on my yeah, page. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. But I'm gonna create a separate page called the Voice in the Void, and I'm gonna try to get followers on that so I can specifically separate those two TikTok accounts. Yeah, yeah. And then if we do decide that, I can have over above above a thousand followers on there. Easy, I can get that easy, especially if we're gonna continue this. Um, and then we can go from there, like just on that side of it. I just want to do that because my stories, I wouldn't mind posting them on my page and like sharing them and stuff like that, just so we get more traction to like your page, Manny, because I know you have a lot of followers and stuff like that, and to the YouTube or wherever we post our stuff. Yeah, so. mostly posted on YouTube and right now TikTok on my TikTok. Maybe I, I... want a side hustle. I mean, we'll get you a TikTok. I, man. I don't know how much money I'll make off of it. I just like to get a fifty percent discount on all my shit. So. Hell yeah, dude! I'm just Hell trying yeah. to talk about horror. That's all I'm trying to do. Uh, now, one of the things I thought about doing was trying to narrate all the philosophy books I have, since I have so many. I thought about doing Plato, like all of Plato's works, but I think that would take something like like fifty eight hours or something. It'd be it's like a while. straight reading. You might be able to knock it out in maybe a year. Yeah. Maybe a year, all that. Jeez, but all right, man. All right, boys. I gotta get to to bed. The old uh, ball and chain is calling me, so <laughs> she's ready for me to come to bed. So I'll have to say Let's good night. Let's end her, boys. This is a good one. Uh, it was a good one. Wait, before we take off, do we want to name another movie before our next Ooh. one? We have plenty yeah. of time to like go ahead and watch it. Oh yeah. yeah, go ahead and name. Oh, you named one last time. I, I wrote it down. The fourth kind. I, I wouldn't mind. I've been raring to watch that movie again. I know. I was, I'm still not completely over the trauma it gave me last time, but I'm a big boy now. I Walk think I can me. handle it. Yeah. <laughs> if you want to stick with, you know, the topic of aliens, we just go with the fourth Straight kind. Straight on theme, for sure. Oh, yeah. So and this one, one of the things I would... Go ahead. One of the things I would love to do is to create a taxonomy, like a good Aristotelian taxonomy or uh, uh, of all of the different cryptids and different types of creatures like skinwalkers aliens the different sub aliens yeah. and go reptilians over would reptilians be aliens technically depends on where they're from yeah <laughs> anyway that's of, one of the things i think that would be a fun little exercise for us to do speaking of which i just bought my son a book on cryptids and he's read all of it It'd be fun to have them just like read some of them oh, and yeah. like some of the lore of because they're it's cryptids from every awesome. you know, every state in the United States. I'm, I'm down. He's read through all of it. Yeah, Mothman. <laughs> uh, that so, came out in 2009. I know that's crazy. That's how long ago it, was it was terrifying. It was terrifying. <laughs> so terrifying. You can get it on Google TV if you want to. If if that's okay. the one that we're gonna watch, the fourth kind, and we want to stick with aliens for a little bit as the as the theme. Yeah, I think that'd be fun. Yeah. The fourth kind. Everybody good with that? Yeah. All right. All right, guys. Well, have a good night. Talk to you bros later.